You're listening to Artemis Projects Podcast with Croatian performance artist Josipa Bubaš and poet Neva Lukic. Recorded by Skype in April 2020 at the very start of the COVID-19 lockdowns. This interview took place while I was taking part in Neva and Josipa's workshop Goosebumps which was originally meant to happen offline in Croatia, but due to COVID restrictions, had to find an alternative way of operating. And that alternative was, of course, the Zoom. As we speak of this workshop, we reflect on the transition from the real to the digital and wonder if we are witnessing the birth of a new era. What would be gained? And what lost if art and our lives would indeed transition to the digital space? And is there even a way to stop that from happening? We play an exercise of imagining the corona time without technology, and we question if the fact that we as species are so easily and rapidly adaptable is at times our very curse. Before we dive into these sociological and cultural questions, I will ask Josipa and Neva to describe how COVID lockdowns feel for them personally and how their bodies coping with the elongated time spent sitting in front of the screen. I might just start asking you for how long have you been in self isolation me i haven't been exactly in self-isolation i think Jospa can say more about this self-isolation in croatia we say that when someone has to really stay at home and not to go out so it depends on yeah on what kind of measures each country has so yes uh, i have been in uh, isolation for about a month or so. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. And you, Josipa? I think it's three weeks now in this kind of regulated movement system. But self-isolation, I've been for two weeks, not able to go out to the store to buy groceries and uh, not able to actually go out at all. Because I came from Turkey and first, when we arrived, they didn't put us in self-isolation because Turkey was considered safe at that time. But then um, it appeared that many people from the flight had corona and they called us a week after we returned to stay at home for two weeks. I was quite okay with this because I had also feared that maybe I'm infected and maybe I will harm somebody else. And since uh, uh, I also have mother who is sick and everything, then I was afraid, like, for damaging her health. But then, uh, yeah, of course, it was hard to be uh, at home all the time. And also in this kind of state of thinking, uh, am I carrying this uh, sickness? And also then I, uh, at one moment, small moment, I got temperature. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm going through, like, different kinds of states. But I think it was not that terrible. I, I, I found a way to cope and then I had a 
really a lot of time for myself to read and I don't know listen to some lectures that I missed. So it was not that hard, but uh, yes, it was. Um, I was between: is it a state of global paranoia or is it real? But then when I faced the possibility that maybe I could uh, harm somebody else. Then I was really like didn't feel good with this. Uh, I had I had issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I switched uh, um, between different opinions and uh, different states of mind and emotional states, of course. Mm-hmm. And Josipa, um, just to continue with you, how have you been feeling physically throughout this period of needing to stay at home and not moving maybe as much as you are used to move? Are you experiencing any? differences in your body in your physicality as a consequence of this first i was like mentally preparing myself for this and this kind of mental condition lasted for some time because i also did a lot of meditations and i exercised and you know i i just switched to this kind of other way of working on myself and on my body but then at some point since i could not live at all i felt really um, dizzy Uh, one day was really I experienced really like physical crisis, like because there was too much energy and I could not, you know, like express it physically by walking or something else. I was also all the time staring at screens, and this also like maybe even more affected me because uh, I I'm not used to being all the time watching contents or writing on my computer, and this kind of concentration. Uh, of uh, staring at screen really like did something to my head <laughs> I, I was like feeling sick literally sick not, not like psychologically but physically Neva did you had any similar experiences or how would you describe physical sensations of staying at home For me, all this uh, corona context is a little bit different. It's more uh, mental because my life kind of changed because I'm used to travel quite a lot because I'm connected to Holland and I have a partner in uh, Belgrade. And currently my apartment in Zagreb is in renovation. So basically I got stuck at my parents' place, what is nice because I like my parents, but still I'm not used to live with them. Neither I ever lived here where my parents are. Uh, so at first I was really angry that I cannot, uh, because I wanted actually to be in Belgrade, but I couldn't go because they closed the borders. The first two days I was really angry, but then I made peace with it. And um, actually here where my parents live, it's really nice because it's below the hill in Zagreb. So they have a little courtyard, but there is a lot of green. Actually, I'm not used to live... Um, because I never lived here before. They moved here after I left the house. So this is a place where I never lived. So I'm not used to live uh, in a place which has a garden, actually. And I think in uh, these corona times, uh, it's actually the perfect place to be uh, isolated because you are on the kind of hill and you are in the green. So actually I started to uh, jump over the rope in the, <laughs> in the courtyard uh, for this physical thing. And um, I must say that before uh, they really put this uh, hard canteen, I went to mountain uh, to climb. I was all the time out because I really don't like to be at, uh, at home. Like Josipa said, I also like to go out and I'm not used to this. 
but I think the most important thing is that here we are not limited to go out. You can go out and uh, in the park and exercise. So I cannot say that this is so difficult. And also I continued the renovation of my apartment. That is possible. I feel more affected on some of my projects, which will not happen and which I will not be paid for. And I feel more affected on this thing that the borders are closed and uh, cities are closed. So this is the thing which I really feel affected on, not so much on, on my body, actually. Even if I would like to move more, but still I am exercising a bit at home and I'm always trying to have at least half an hour, one hour, two hours, depends on a day of walk. And it's a very beautiful weather, what really is important. Mm-hmm. Taking on from what Neva was saying and borrowing from an artwork of Croatian artist called Petra Mersha, I'd like to ask you a question, Josipa, from her own questionnaire. And the question is, if you could describe movement of your body in one physical activity you have done today. Today I went running. I went through park and, uh, yes, I didn't run for several years because I had a knee injury. And now I started to run again and I felt really like, um, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really, really good. What is your favorite physical activity normally? Well, um, I like like being uh, in a studio and it depends on how I work. Do I work with uh, other people or by myself? But I really enjoy doing improvisations and experimenting. That's my favorite. But I like running also and uh, I do a bit of yoga. Different things, really like different things uh, through different periods. But yes, the most I like really uh, this free flow of improvisation. In dance, is dance your practice? Not so much. It's something between dance and physical theater, I would say. I use movement a lot but not maybe in like a very choreographed, technical way. But yes, I base my work on movement. It could be called dance, I suppose. I don't call it dance because uh, I didn't go through, I was. I am self-educated. And I, uh, then when I see artists who are really like went through all the schools, academies, who have this technical background, uh, I, I cannot uh, call myself being dancer as them. But actually, I use dance, yes. I use movement and uh, I use dance improvisation. And so, yeah, th- th- that is the reason why I said uh, it's it's not quite like... Uh, it's more like performance uh, with um, use of movement, I'd say like that. And Neva, how would you describe your first meeting with Josipa and how did it come about and how did you two start collaborating? We met uh, already at the university. Actually, we met in the museum. Because we both studied art history, so we worked as a museum guides. Uh, it was really a long time ago, like 15 years ago, I think. But then somehow we got connected because both of us also did the other stuff. I was into literature and Yospa is into movement. And then somehow we spontaneously started to collaborate. Maybe one time I invited her and some of her colleagues to improvise on some poetry. And then later, only Josip and me continued to collaborate. Somehow, last five, six years, we are mostly collaborating on this uh, workshop, which is called uh, The Body of Words. 
Tijelo riječi in creation. This workshop could be called the most long-term uh, project of ours. Even if we also made some literature performances together, like smaller things. Did your interest in the interaction between the language or the words and the movement come because you knew Josipa or was it something that was developing even before that? Well, actually, I don't know exactly the answer on this. I think uh, I was always a bit also into dance because I went to classical ballet classes. Then I started again, like as more grown up. So as a kid, I was attending ballet classes, but then also like when I was 20. And then I also went uh, to modern uh, contemporary dance classes. So I think there was always interest from my side. Then there was this, uh, yeah, beautiful coincidence that Josipa was also into movement and physical theater. And then somehow spontaneously this happened because... Um, Even if maybe my main uh, essential uh, mean of expression is word, I don't see the word not connected to movement or uh, to visual arts or to any other form of art. And um, I also find movement very important for your thoughts. You had a lot of uh, writers, actually, uh, who were writing about this how going for a walk is actually more important to get ideas or to start something new uh, or whatever than sitting at home. So that's why also this corona is for me interesting because I actually feel like my body became more of a space because the space around me is limited, which is this house, what I'm not used on. So then I feel like There is my body and then there is this space of thoughts around me. So there is no anymore like so much going uh, around. What can also be good from other side, I don't know. It's uh, maybe a new experience for all of us because we live in a very fast times. We all live fast. Do you mean that you have centralized a bit more and maybe there are less distractions Yes, in a way, I mean that. But we are still distracted because technology is here, so you can always speak to people. But you are less distracted by, I don't know, spending time in traffic, traveling, and so on. I wonder how Corona would look like without technology. Yes, we'll actually move into that a bit more in a second because that's kind of a central question that I would like to talk about with the two of you in relation to your projects. But just before I go there, I'm interested to find out from Josipa how is she approaching working with words in her practice as a physical mover or a dancer? How are you working with the language? I work uh, from body images. I have like this uh, durational performance, which is completely based on improvisation. And then I started to develop this way of working with words, with images, basically with images that come out from body sensation and body postures, letting the flow of movement also develop a narration, words that are spoken and the stories that uh, come out of me in a moment of speaking. So I dealt this with this performance, Dance Piece Rubber Band, which I did with Marina Kotur. I started to work 
with this way of narration, body and language narration that comes out of body. And then I went further because uh, that was also something that I tried to develop in my thesis. I went uh, to structuring this methodology that starts from body postures, like reporting body postures, and then goes to everything I hear, pronouncing everything I hear or I touch, and the quality of surfaces that are being touched. And then uh, further, I push it in the imagination, like I work with association, and then it goes into some kind of surrealist story. Something uh, with movement really opens imagination and it's really interesting to put yourself in a position that you create at the moment, uh, second by second, and then you trust that this story also will develop into something that makes sense and somehow it always does. I don't know how, but it does because mind also works in a way that uh, structures everything it sees or feels. So yeah, this is my way to work with it. Everything comes from body sensation and basically it should be momentary, not with a previous plan or idea, just letting the mind flows and then catching some ideas and developing at the moment further. I think there is something to this body also narratives and all the things that are stored in the body and putting yourself in a position to allowing it to just come out and maybe channel it a bit. This narration is really body-based, so it doesn't aim from like quality literature or something like that. It aims for experience, it goes out from experience, and it doesn't have the ambition to become a literary piece. To go back to Neva's thought, how Corona would look like without technology, And it's a good question because the two of you have been developing a project in English called Goosebumps, Ježenje in Croatian. This project was meant to be happening in a physical space, if I'm understanding this right. There was supposed to be a workshop where participants would come together in the space. And then after the workshops, there would be a live performance to the audience who is present with you in that space. Because of the situation we are in now, the project had to find another way if it wanted to happen. And that way is obviously to put it online and use the technologies. Was there a moment where you both thought of completely giving up on the project and then eventually deciding, oh no, let's try and do this online? Or how did this transition happen? Well, this transition happened because I still wanted us to do at least a part of this project, because originally it was imagined that uh, it should be a conference too. So we wanted to call the speakers from different disciplines to speak about our skin and sensations on the skin. And uh, I just must say here that all this is actually because in my book of poetry, I was... I based it on this uh, phenomenon of uh, goosebumps, shivers, or whatever it's called. There are many words for it. So we wanted uh, to extend it, because I also think it's not related only to words, but also to the body, of course, what is obvious. So we wanted it as two days conference, and then some kind of workshops. And then we wanted to make some performance, two of us, based on my poetry and on uh, Josipa practice with uh, voice and uh, movement. 
And then somehow spontaneously it happened, why not to do it now? Because it's still possible. I think that it's interesting to experiment with new means of possibilities, not to become more virtual, but maybe we can also learn from this and use it later in our practices. For example, now, after we had this uh, uh, Zoom talk yesterday, Josipa, um, me and participants, and Yuira also as a participant, I had an idea why wouldn't I make, for example, when my book is published, or any book, not only this one on Goosebumps, but also some other book, you know, you can make a double ceremony. You can make one physical ceremony of presentation of a book, but you can also make online presentation of the book. What, for example, I was never doing before. So uh, I think it can also give you ideas for the future where hopefully we will not be any more limited with our uh, movements around the world, but still we can learn something from this. And uh, I still don't know how this uh, workshop will look like because we will have this online presentation and Josipa and me, we never worked like this before. And I suppose also for people who are participating is new. I really don't know what to expect. Maybe it will be much better than than we expected. Uh, because, of course, every time when you, when you do something new, you are always a little bit afraid how it will come out. And as you mentioned, yesterday was a first uh, meeting in um, something that we could call a series of workshops. It was seven of us meeting via Zoom and uh, as part of it, we discussed the ideas behind your work and uh, how we might develop some kind of performance through that. And I'm curious uh, to hear, and maybe Josipa, you can uh, start, how did uh, it feel like for you to run this kind of workshop? And was it uh, anything that you expected it to be, or were you surprised by it in some ways? I had like a stage fright before. I mean, usually when you meet uh, people for new projects, you, I always have like this, uh, some kind of uh, stage fright. But now uh, I really didn't know what to expect. I had like range of expectations from like that technology will fail completely because sometimes my, sometimes my technology fails for strange reasons. I had like fears like that. And also that people will not be able to connect, not like through technology, but you know, that it will be strange that communication will fail because of this uh, new media. But then... Actually, I was really like uh, surprised in a very good way and I was really satisfied and uh, I had a feeling that we communicate via this uh, Zoom that actually something happened and uh, that, I don't know, some connections were made between of us and even some group dynamic, uh, which is quite strange because I'm not a technology fan and I always prefer live communication or performances, especially for this kind of workshops where Neva and I usually, you know, have talks with people, but also warm-ups, and then also we, like, spend time together. Everything is different. If this were a live workshop, we would be probably four hours together, not just an hour and a half. So all this changed, but I was really, like, surprised that it went from my point of view, I had a feeling that it went really well and also that some kind of transmission happened. Yes, definitely. It happened and actually the reason also to work like this 
is still to stay connected with the world because if now we are in this state you want to experience something new everybody are now working uh, online it's uh, very challenging to see how it will work out and yesterday was really for me it was really inspiring because actually the goal of this workshop is to connect to our bodies because shivers goosebumps they are they happen in our body but we feel them for different kind of reasons emotional uh, or uh, just physical so yesterday when we had this presentation i really felt like uh, we actually are connected both with other people in communication but both with the bodies well yeah it's interesting you're bringing that because that was exactly what i was wanting to comment on because your work is about the body and the materiality of the body and sensations in the body and through the body I was trying to observe what is happening within my body as we were doing it and I was also like you Josipa a bit nervous because it's something quite new so I was definitely feeling a bit of a sweating and maybe even had goosebumps throughout it in some ways but I did feel a sensation or some kind of warmth between everyone there was definitely physical presence of um I don't know it's it's really hard to explain it but it was warm in some ways uh, as a emotional exchange I guess but at the same time I was getting a bit nervous spending time sitting having the radiation of the screen in front of me and, and around me and it was starting to make me feel very fidgety towards the end and a bit again anxious but for the other reason and yeah I guess I mean, first of all, I wouldn't even be able to participate in it if there wasn't this Zoom option. But the screen bothers me, I guess. I would much rather be in a physical space with you. But on the other hand, it is an option at this point. Yeah, but maybe it will be in the future. And actually, okay, you knew Josipa before, but I would never meet you, for example, if there was not this corona state. So, in the end, we all hope for the future physical space. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was wanting to ask. Because one of my anxieties at the moment and fears, in a way, is that there will be more and more things going online. And I'm drawing analogy with what happened with films and cinema once the technology developed so we can stay at home and watch films. We lost this physical contact and coming together as a society to watch films and because there have been a talk for years about things moving more and more into digital and robotization and mechanization and everything so I'm fearing as well that this is maybe a beginning of a new era in a way and yeah I'm, I guess what are your thoughts around that is this just temporary or is this something that's gonna that we'll be seeing more and more of well, for me, it was funny when they all started sending newsletters, museums uh, and all the art institutions, an online exhibition or online theater, everything online. And then I was thinking, OK, people, but we were completely online even before this Corona. Of course, now it's even more. But even before, everything was happening on Facebook. I know that one time I spoke to some gallerist and he said that nobody attends anymore his exhibitions. Okay, that was maybe a little bit too strict, but he said that for selling of the work, 
the Facebook is great, but for the exhibition attendance, people don't attend exhibitions anymore as much as they used to because they think everything they saw on Facebook. And now we just actually moved one step forward. So yes, I'm definitely afraid of this. And uh, no, I, I wouldn't want the world to become like this. Uh, and I hope that still this what is essential in humans uh, is our physicality and our social needs for another person. So I think that this can never, up to when we really become robots, uh, <laughs> what will maybe also happen, that it cannot work, but definitely everything is much more online. But I should research more about this because actually I don't even know, can we all live now without this? Because now three of us are also in the contact because of that and everything is so much rooted in, in this. So I, I don't know. I'm afraid, but I also don't know how to live without it. Josipa, what are your thoughts around it? Quite similar, um, I would say. I mean, I use technology, of course, but uh, it's not something that I love or that interests me or um, that I get connected, like, with joy or, I don't know, you know, when new application goes out, I don't freak about it. I don't usually even know about it. And this is like, um, yeah, it surely is like even a step further to this uh, virtualization of the world which is not something that I feel uh, it's good, that I support or that interests me. But at the same time, yes, also now as, as I have been at home all the time and not able to go out uh, even for a walk, I really like found some great lectures, you know, and some, some things that are online that I would not even know about it if it weren't for internet. So, yeah, there are actually some benefits, of course, but yes, I also afraid that it will go to this technocracy that will like consume like human uh, natural energies <laughs> if something like really doesn't put a stop to it, which probably won't happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this uh, new world. Actually, no, no. Mm. And how do you think we could put a stop to it? Because I think that it's now that we would need to do it. I think now is the, it's now or never, in a way. I mean, if there was, you know, a potential still to stop it, it seems to me that it's happening now. Yes, but yeah, it's, I think it's similar. Maybe it's uh, stupid to make a parallel like this, but it's similar with banks, you know. We all use it. And then if uh, all of us would decide not to use it, they could not feed on us. But actually, it's hard to like make this so huge consensus because if 10 or 20,000 <laughs> people stop using technology, it means actually nothing. You just get uh, totally extremely marginalized and nobody cares for it. But if something globally would happen that people would uh, use it maybe, but uh, with some... If it's possible, I don't know. Is I don't know so much about technology to know how to use it, but not uh, become slave. Uh, it's slave, you know. I don't know. Could it there be a solution that will go halfway, like make use of it, but not get exploited by it, or it should be like consensus. Let's just stop use it. But then it's really like utopian thought. 
I don't think that it's uh, realistic that people will give up technology because also your work uh, depends on it. Uh, it makes life easier in some ways. You can just push the button and something, you know, just make a click and something is paid. Conformism also, I think, plays a great part of it. As you said, with television, it's easier to play it uh, on your screen at home than to like go to cinema, even this. Laziness and conformism will surely like make it even more possible to to rule the world. <laughs> and of course, money and a lot of, I don't know, probably yes. lobbying and things like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's the solution. But there is one thing which technology doesn't like, and that's sun. So I suppose in the sunny Mediterranean countries, it's more difficult, or like Australia, <laughs> to make people stay at home uh, on their computer. <laughs> yeah, but you also have like mobile. You're at the sun and also like use yeah. um, internet all the time. So it's, it's not like that it captures. Uh, now, during Corona, we are at home, but... Usually you just wear your mobile and you can be enjoying the sun and also typing a message, which all oh, of us... but you can't. You cannot work on computer because I was trying. So computer doesn't like sun. It's very difficult. <laughs> okay. There are new experiments going on. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they are inventing some new technology. Yeah. Um, hmm. These are some great thoughts, and I think you nailed it there, Josipa, when you spoke about balance, because I think it will come down to balance. You know, it has its benefits, of course, in a, in a world that we live in and the way we learn to live, but it's just about not overusing it. Coming back uh, and talking about use of technology, which uh, is good, and uh, at least for now, I hope you don't continue doing all of your performances and works online, because I do hope uh, you go back to physical spaces, but uh, for the situation we are in now, uh, and with your work on uh, Goosebumps, it's great that you're opening it to exploration of something new and different. So I'm curious, how will the project proceed from where it started yesterday? How many more workshops before the actual performance and how have you envisioned the final performance and how will you involve the audience in it? Well, it's actually just a short workshop. It's one week workshop and it's kind of hybrid. And yeah, because we work online, then like Josipa said, we cannot spend so much time together. So that's why yesterday we divided people in smaller groups so they can communicate in these two days, until when we will meet again, like tomorrow, all of us together. Yes, it's more complicated also because not all people are uh, good with technology, so some cannot come on Zoom. So maybe this is just like a test workshop because it's very short. I don't know how this performance via Zoom will look like because I never did this, so I still don't know what shall all of us get decide? like shall we perform live or we will record it but what I had as an experience with this up to now I'm already really happy texts which people wrote on the topic and then yesterday this interesting conversation I mean even in this couple of days I already gained so much out of this because yesterday also for me this conversation was very interesting because people come from different fields from different disciplines. So it was, for me, very much like some kind of warm conference, you know, like a combination between workshop, 
conference, but still very warm and cozy because we were all in our homes and there were not so many people there. But I don't know, tomorrow we will see what people created and then we can uh, proceed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Josefa thinks. I think we will probably try to, when we see what comes out of this first task, we will probably adjust our usual methods to this new situation. Participants will probably get some directions to create something that will be minimal physical actions and also like reading of the texts or performing the texts. But then it's interesting to see how we can choreograph our visibility on Zoom also, like by switching off videos, switching on videos in some groups or everybody at the same time. Like, you know, maybe there is also some kind of rhythm or game that can be developed through this possibilities, small possibilities, but still possibilities that Zoom also gives us by like mute or unmute or uh, turning off the screen or something like that. So I think uh, it can be interesting to see how to like choreograph the screen, you know, like how to uh, use some uh, methods that are usually used in uh, space and translate it into like screen dance, (laughs) not screen dance in this dance video, but like in how can screen maybe use uh, some kind of choreographed procedures and how can we like uh, adjust it so i think we'll go to play with that a bit uh, it's only experiment i i think we should emphasize experimenting with this and not expect uh, it will be some kind of very uh, uh good performance in a way of a skill of using zoom but i think there are things to try probably there are things to try that can be interesting so we'll see how this works Mm. I think I'm about to leave it there, but I I just want to finish with two last questions. And the first question is, um, if um, maybe Neva, you can start just the first three words that would come to your mind when you think or when you would describe the situation we are in at the moment. Uh, By that, I mean this situation of uh, social isolation. Can it be personal or I have to speak like generally? Personally would be better, but whatever would come to your mind. So kind of three spontaneous words. First three things which come to my mind is uh, the cat, the tree and the goosebumps. <laughs> this was the first three things for me now. <laughs> okay. Uh, and for you, Josipa? Uh, for me is... Um immobility like not being able to move diving in using this time to dive in in myself and also rest what rest mm-hmm. rest because i must admit that i was like at some time really like i had a lot of intensive cooperations and things and um i really fantasized about having opportunity to do nothing for several months and <laughs> that i uh, don't have to schedule rehearsal these days blah blah and then i can just be on my own and do nothing and then i just today i realized that i actually with corona gained it, this opportunity <laughs> of working quite a little not not as much as i'm used to and having time to rest <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah i use it for like me time yeah, just to be on my own and not work not quite a lot. And that's fine by me at this moment. And that takes me in some way to the last question. And it's actually the question that Neva raised uh, earlier on. 
the question is what would corona look like without technology how do you imagine that uh, i think it would be much harder with not being able to communicate like this and like not having this sorts of different informations that i actually use quite a lot during this period uh, it would be much more challenging maybe it would not be so bad because there will be some forced introspections which is always kind of good but yes it would be um, more difficult definitely for me also but then it would be like going to some kind of buddhist retreat <laughs> i think and also of course it depends because not everybody has the opportunity to be enjoying this uh, time at home and we know that there are a lot of home abuse and uh, domestic violence all around the world now rising because yeah people are more being together in the same space maybe not used to so yeah i think it's different for everybody but for me i think it would be like kind of buddhist retreat which is also kind of privilege i'm aware of that mm. neva what do you think well similar like yosef i think it would be much more difficult to still continue collaborating with people but on the other hand i'm sure we would gain benefits out of it uh we would be much more with ourselves it would be very good for artistic practices for literature and then i think also people would write much more people would start writing uh, letters so i am sure we would also gain something positive out of it i i think it would be much more different that's what i mean because now the world changed because people are not traveling so much and there is much less pollution but actually we are still kind of living the same because i think our lives are based on technology for a long time so i think it's not such an extreme change this would really be an extreme change corona without technology and then we would actually come back to ourselves and to the world as it used to be before internet so i think it would be rewarding but it would be much more difficult uh, to cure our addictions because I, i think for first two weeks we would all be crazy but then we would make peace with it and i think that is the point of this corona and actually the point of uh, generally how human being is constructed on the one hand it's very good that we get used on things i was even thinking we we could all get used on this now you know we could live like this for 20 years not traveling because we are like animals which can really easily get used on things so from one hand that's good and from another hand that's really bad because then we become less critical then we forget because our memory is also very short term based so we forget how it used to be before and we start living something what we maybe don't want i think that's my biggest fear to getting used on things in life. Yes, I really agree with that. I actually spoke to my dad recently about it and I said that uh, adaptability is in a way a real curse because uh, it ultimately makes us not care because we know that whatever happens we'll just adapt to the new situation and we often adapt by just continuing doing the same things just repackaging them in new ways, but we don't really stop to really change things because we have this wiring to really quickly adapt and actually it's scary because you see that almost nothing depends on you 
Mm. I mean, of course it does, but these main changes in your life very often don't depend on you at all. Yes. No control. No, no, you have no control. Yeah, it's just a fact and it was always like this. So I think it's also like lesson to learn. It's also connected uh, to this adaptability, you know. So you realize you are, uh, you really don't have control on so many things. This kind of major disturbances as war or like weather conditions or something like that. On the other hand, if we were not be able to adapt, then like, you know, yeah, it's also have some positive and also some negative. Mm. To me, it seems that we are much less critical in the mo- modern contemporary times. Like, you know, we also all accepted some, I don't know, Facebook, for example. Everything is accepted always. Nobody is so much critical anymore. And uh, I think that's not good. Mm. At least if I speak about artists and intellectuals and these kind of people. I don't see them anymore being critical at all. They are critical within their own practices, which are, uh, I don't know, funded by some funds, but uh, that's not really being critical for me. Mm. But that's another topic. Yeah, no, but it is very connected. Thank you both for taking this time to talk to me. And yeah, you brought up some really interesting thoughts. So thanks for that. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, definitely. Uh, I'm going to actually go in uh, 45 minutes and uh, have um, another uh, Zoom or Skype meeting with Mia for oh, your okay. workshop. Yeah, <laughs> But I'm going to go and have a walk before that because I really am getting fidgety yes, now. <laughs> I can't spend another hour by the computer. So, um, okay, I'll let you go and thanks for that. And I'll, uh, I'll actually see you on Zoom again tomorrow, I guess. Yes, yes. thank you. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Artemis Projects podcast. For more about our projects, head to artemisprojects.com.au. This podcast was recorded on the Gadigal land of Eora Nation and we pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging.